Hello, everybody. It's Stefan from a Comedy Advice Podcast coming at you with that morning energy. All right. I, 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 yeah. Man, you're thinking he should not be that energetic in the morning. And if you were his wife, you would be pissed. You're right. She's in her room. I'm in my bed. I'm in my bed recording this right now. And she's right next to me. And she's like, babe, stop. And I'm like, no, babe, I got to do this for my listeners because you guys are awesome. Thank you. Coming at you with just a little. A little appetizer before we get into the main dish. Uh, actually, it's not even the appetizer. I'm the waiter coming at you, telling you about tonight's menu or today, whatever, whatever time you're listening. I don't discriminate. This can be a night pod for you. This can be a morning pod. This can be a noon pod. It digests just the same. Anyway, I've got Michael Lenoci. Amazing comedian. I've seen him perform and he is spectacular. He is probably the quickest speaking comedian I've heard, and he's just hilarious when he does it. He's a riffer. He's really good at riffing, and he shared a lot of great stories. He talked about being a comedian, being an actor. We'll get into it in the podcast if you just keep on listening, so I'm not going to tease it anymore, but he is a great guy. He's got an awesome podcast, The Takeover. I've got all the links to the show notes for you to be able to follow him, listen to his podcast, support him. Uh, Just go and do it. He's a good guy. Say hi. Say hi to him. Say hi. All right. And then if this is your first time listening, welcome. I appreciate you. Here, have a hug. Not from me. Just find the person closest to you and get a hug from them. That's how I work in mysterious ways. But I wanted to say thank you if if you're coming back for more. You wanted seconds. You voracious podcast listener, you. I appreciate you coming back and eating me, consuming me. And my content, my beefy content. You guys are awesome, and I really appreciate it. I love all of the love that you guys have been sending, whether it's following me on social at a comedy advice podcast or sending questions, sending Inspirobot quotes. You guys are helping make this podcast a lot easier. If you guys want to further support me, please leave a review on iTunes, on Stitcher, wherever you're listening to podcasts. Follow, subscribe, tell your friends. Tell your friends about me. You know you wanna. And if you guys want to support me and help make this podcast a better podcast, go on to Patreon and you can subscribe, be a Patreon or be a patron. God, such strange language that I'm getting used to. Be a patron for as little as $2 a month. You get some tasty, delicious, ad-free, early content. And uh, for the top tier... You get some bonus content. That's right. You get a supplemental Stefan episode or maybe an extra guest episode. Who knows? Who knows? You'll just have to head on over to Patreon and see. So head on over to the show notes and you'll see the link to the Patreon page, social, email where you can send questions and inspire about quotes, everything. Guys, this has been fun. But I'm going to go back to bed now because my wife is dragging. She's putting the pillow over my head now. I can't. All right. Here comes the episode. A comedy advice podcast. An advice podcast for deaf and, and friends. To make exaggerated statements not meant to be taken literally. What was that, Stefan? A uh, comedy advice podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Comedy Advice Podcast. My name is Stefan Satani. And I'm your host. Host. I'm your host. 
Joining me today is a very special guest. He's a comedian based out of L.A. He's appeared in the hit television show The Mick on Fox and the Goat Face Comedy Special on Comedy Central. He has gallons of giggles online performing at the Laugh Factory that you can view on YouTube. And he has a brand new-ish podcast with a new intro that claps. Yeah, everybody welcome Michael Linochi. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you for listening, too. I know you can't see, see me. I can't see you, but if you're listening in your car or at the gym, whatever you're doing, thank you. I like that. I like how addressing the audience specifically, because sometimes I make it too general, but if you pinpoint where they're at, I feel like they, it's, it slaps extra hard. Yeah, I like, and, to wonder, I like to imagine that, that, that that's where they're listening. You know? But, I mean, in today's environment maybe they're sitting on the couch you know watching on youtube or or just i don't know cleaning the house who knows where's the weirdest place you think someone would be listening to a podcast the weirdest place uh i mean a funeral that would be pretty weird <laughs> like to drown something out <laughs> while, yeah. while the eulogy is being said yeah just like i can't i gotta check out of this that would be weird <laughs> uh but common places i would think are work in the gym and the car ride yeah 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 we're not going to alienate you you funeral listeners yeah if if you're listening thank you appreciate it yeah hopefully you haven't had to listen to more than one episode (laughs) then there's a lot of people dying in your life but yeah that's true yeah an exclusive funeral listener that would be yeah something but how are you how is your uh how's your quarantine time been i'm uh I'm on the upswing, I hope, you know, you never know. We'll see what life brings at me. Um, but I, th- I think it's going to get better from here on out. I don't, I can't imagine it could ever get worse. So <laughs> I'm just going to try to have a positive attitude with it now and just be like, yep, let's, life is, life is interesting. And uh, here we are. We, we, uh, we t- took the blows. Yes, we did yeah. indeed take some blows and it is it has been tough. I've been on a positive upswing as well. I'm trying to to emphasize this for our funeral listeners, but I feel like it's I I've gotten over it a little bit and now I feel a little more comfortable with with what's going on. I feel like there's less unexpected negatives that could be happening who knows i mean murder yeah. hornet, murder hornets happened last month so it could be like uh flame breathing chameleons next but yeah. we'll see but i did want to talk about another positive thing which was seeing you perform at the house of comedy uh two weekends ago and yeah yeah well i mean just last week i guess or, or yeah two weekends ago you're right i'm sorry oh it's all good don't let it happen wow. again but you Shit. you you crushed it man i oh thanks i had not heard of you before i was ignorant and I saw you come clearly, up. Clearly, clearly. <laughs> Not doing your research, bro. I've been, been around the block. Hey, man. Well, now I know all about Michael Inochi. I saw the wonderful Keurig commercial you were in in 2012. Wow, you went, you went deep. I may have gone too deep, man. Uh, I, you went so deep, I'm allowed you still had me on this podcast. So that's <laughs> no, the, the more I found, the better it was. That was... I watched that commercial probably about six times because it made me crack up each. each yeah, time. I, re- I remember that day being exhausted and just like, like waking up and because I, I think I was like two years into LA, so like that was a big deal to me, and uh-huh. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep the night before because I was so excited, and then just being exhausted all day, and it's just like, 
it's a commercial, but it still took a whole day. And it's just like, you're just like sitting around and then it comes to your part. And it was just like maybe a half hour of shots and then you were done. It was just like, it's so, so like, so, so much waiting around goes into acting in general, just even if it's not a commercial or a TV show, it's, it's, it's a lot of the time. It's not fun. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think you nailed the shot. I was going to ask, did they do multiple takes of your look? Cause that yeah, look I mean, was it, just yeah, fucking I mean, they, priceless. They just, especially cause I didn't, I didn't have a line. It's just like, look, so you're just doing a bunch of different ones and they're just giving you thoughts into the look like, surprise or whatever and then you know they do that for 20 minutes they have so many different looks and they're like we like this one you know yeah it's like any anyone can do it you don't have to be talented to to book that commercial <laughs> i mean yeah well no 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 yeah. i don't i don't want to denigrate your role because i feel like it was a it was a good role the look was my favorite part of the whole thing and yeah. it really i bought a keurig after that so i do nice have, so they should give me one percent or something yeah i already had one too i was just like that fucking look is is great yeah. but i i wanted to i was gonna ask you about your comedy but what got you into the entertainment biz did you start with acting first did you start with comedy stand up yeah nice stand up was the goal i moved out to la in 2010 and just started grinding yeah, always stand up was always the goal, and I mean, I don't know, stand up will always be the baby, and um, yeah. you know that's something that nobody can take away from me. Yeah, along with podcasting, so that's you know, act, act acting's definitely always been some sort of like a little bit of a passion, but you know, a lot of it is out of your control, and you know there is no Hollywood right now for the foreseeable future, and then also it's just like, yeah, I mean. If I'm not having fun, then what, what are we doing? Like, you know, at the end of the day, you can get so the bigger you get in stand up, the more people will just come to you for acting stuff. So that's how I looked at it now. So I used to grind more in acting with stand up, but I think mm -hmm. now I think it's uh, it's more like I, I'm, I'm just going to hone stand up and podcasting. And, you know, if that opens uh, doors for other opportunities, that's great, you know, but I'm, I, I'm not going to get frustrated or, or, or put a lot of, I mean, dude, if I wasn't a stand up or doing podcasting, like I can't imagine just being an actor, how hard that's gotta be. It's gotta be so hard. It's just um, like, like you're just kind of grinding and it's not like you can get up every night and, and showcase your talent. You know, you're just like in acting classes and running line, running lines with like friends and stuff really. But like the fulfillment I, I can't imagine is there. Mm -hmm. uh, which is for stand up even every night, even if you bomb the next day, you get up, you have a good set. You know what I mean? Like there's just always, you feel like you're improving or doing something better with stand up. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And stand up, it seems to me, it's so interesting where I guess there are accolades or different accomplishments where you feel like I'm really good at stand up, but it seems like such a huge fluctuating mm -hmm. talent or, or, or achievement set where you could bomb one night you could do really well another night and so it seems like oh i'm really good i'm really bad etc and then you end up doing huge milestones or you end up performing or or doing yeah and all those where... milestones are for you too i mean the everyday people in the regular world would be like what who cares you know what i mean like all those yeah. little milestones you get and stand up are, are really just for yourself anyways the only tangible things you can really show for to like the everyday people would be like a special you know but they don't know what all those little things that give you wins along the way does that frustrate you or do you just don't give a shit because you're like it's it's for me 
anyway. Yeah, I, maybe in the beginning when you're starting out, you know, part of you, you, you always are doing it for yourself. But part of you is like, you want to prove people who thought like, hey, you would never be able to do something or, or, uh, you know, achieve any sort of success in something that is like, just seems crazy to anyone else who doesn't understand it. And then, but then eventually, you know, I'm 36. You just, I, I don't know if it comes with age. You just don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like I, this is, I'm doing what more and more every day you get, you get, you, you give like, I, I don't give a shit anymore. And it's just like, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to be afraid to say stuff. I mean, you know what I mean? Like I, 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 I yeah, I'm going to say what I, I think. And you know, if you judge me or people are going to attack you online for saying something, so be it. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, there was, the, the, I, I don't, I think that's a generation of stand up that we've had to be a part of where, you know, stand-ups in the 80s and 90s like they just said what they want and we grew up into the stand-up culture where like is it okay to say this like why do i have to even ask that you know what i mean like if you don't know why it's meant with a joke and it's not hatred or whatever you know what i mean like then then that's on you you know what i mean like i i'm, I'm at the end of the day i want to be a comedian and i want to do it to have fun and it's almost like it seems like comedy right now is just not fun <laughs> for, yeah. for a lot of people it's just like it's almost political or it's just like you, you have to be right it's, or wrong. It's just, it's kind of sad in a way. Yeah. You know? It's, it, it does seem like there are a lot of comedians that feel like they have to tiptoe around certain subjects or feel like they can't talk about certain things because then people get triggered and then beyond, they're, beyond. I, and they're scared to get disciplined by Hollywood. That's what's stupid. That's what's crazy. So that's why I'm just like stand up and podcasting is like you, you own it and you can't do anything about it. And, you know, maybe, you know, if, if Hollywood's not going to be on board with the way you speak or believe in, then, then fuck them. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, you could call a coffee shop or a small theater and be like, Hey, I want to put on a show. Like you can't take away someone's stand up or putting up a podcast on YouTube or something. So that's kind of where I was going with the whole Hollywood thing. It's just kind of a little, frustrating that that there are things where like oh my god am i gonna get in trouble for something i tweeted eight years ago when that's taken out of context or you know it could have been i was tweeting about something because i saw it on tv and at the time that was relevant but nobody even knows what that was about yeah how have you started feeling since you've since you've turned on your i don't give a fuck button or meter or whatever um it is? i'm just doing doing me and, and and just posting and doing what i do and and so be it, you know? Nice. Like, is there a certain, do you feel like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders where you were worrying before, but now you're just like, I don't give a shit. I'm doing Yeah, that. a little bit. Yeah. I think it's made, it makes me better. I think for sure. Yeah. Because then you're, you uh, were never really being true to yourself because you were, you were doing, I was doing things to be like, you know, this is what they want instead of doing what you want. You know what I mean? And, and that's how you hone yourself and that you, you uh, rise above the crop and become an individual that is unique because nobody else has your point of view or the way you think. But when you're, when you're scared or you don't want to tweet something or you don't want to post something or you don't want to say something on a podcast or you don't want to do a bit or you don't want to talk about do that type of style comedy because that doesn't get you on TV or that doesn't do this, then, then you're just becoming a product of what people want as opposed to who you are as an individual you mm -hmm. know what i mean like like if you are somebody who wants to talk about sex on stage then go ahead you know what i mean like you you, you know 
well, that's not going to get you on TV. Okay, fine. But like, what if like, that's what you do? You know what I mean? Like, or if you want, you know, you want to talk about racial jokes, then do it. You know, if, if, if there's no hate behind it and you just, that's what you right. find is funny, then, then that's what you find is funny. But like, you can't not do something because you're like, well, this isn't going to help my career. And, and, and that's not what they like. It's just like, but then you're just going to be, become a product and you're not going to be um, unique you know, because you're not being true to who you are and, and how you think and what you believe in. Yeah. So, and then that's frustrating because it's like, you do want to be a part of Hollywood or the cool crew or whatever it is that makes money and works, you know what I mean? So it's just deciding on, you know, that you're having that battle. I think a lot of people battled with that. I, I don't think, I don't, I think there are comics who've never battled with that, but I'm a comic who battled with that for a lot of years in stand up of, of being like, well, I shouldn't, you know, do those type of jokes because that's, you know, that's going to be frowned upon because I'm, I'm an up and comer. You know what I mean? It's just like, as opposed to just doing what I want to talk about every night. And then, because I think it's funny or, you know, and not being afraid to get canceled for saying something because yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you're a good person and, and you don't mean to hurt anyone maliciously. You know what I mean? You're just trying to have fun. I think I'm going to turn on the compliment shower just a, a little bit. I, yeah. I like to get my guests a little wet, but I want to say you're not, you don't just talk the talk off stage, but you talk the talk on stage where everything that you've just said, I feel like from the time that I saw you first off first, I, I don't think I've heard a comedian speak as quickly as you do. It, yeah, it was just like, fast. blam, blam, bam, bam. It was just joke after joke after joke. And it, you were still speaking and everyone was laughing and it was so it was it was a perfect rhythm of even though you were speaking, it wasn't like people were laughing over the any important setup punchline type yeah. part of your jokes. So I was dying laughing, and uh, my wife and I. And then you, like you were saying, if you want to talk about sex, talk about sex. If you want to talk about what what race, talk about race, whatever. You talked about a whole cornucopia of comedy, and I feel like you really made everything funny too. Um, so we, everyone, the whole crowd was laughing because I think there, I did sense a little of, oh, I don't really give a fuck. I think the host was talking about grapes in, in someone's butthole and you, you went and ran with that. And yeah. then a, one thing that was really interesting to me was this was before having heard of you, you made a joke about your dog passing mm -hmm. away, which yeah, second time ever doing that. Yeah. And after after I heard some of your the podcasts that you're on, I'm I'm very sorry to hear about that. But yeah, the know. the way that you did it was also a beautiful example of how you're saying, okay, if you you joke about what you want to joke about, and then that is something that's probably sensitive to you, where that yeah. was like you said, one of the worst things that's ever happened to you, yeah. and you you made it absolutely hilarious when you were talking about when you were there with him and then you were like after after he passed away you're like how long do i stay here this is kind of yeah. weird are they gonna be like he's there for 30 minutes what the fuck is wrong with him yeah yeah i mean yeah i, I mean that was yeah that's kind of like the i mean that would be a hard one to try to just do and i think i mean with covid and everything i was just like I, i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking do this and i know that if it if it's not working and people get too uncomfortable i'll just jump out of it but like I mean, I got to talk about it. You know, it was my first time. That was Those are my first shows I've done in four months. So I was just like, you know, let me just riff these ideas about, about the death that is, it is relatable. You know, I know that a lot of people deal with that throughout the world. And I was just like, 
but I mean, I'm not gonna, I, I, I remember being in the moment and being like, this is still funny. Like this is, this is funny. This is a funny kind of situation that people don't, you know what I mean? So like, I'm gonna, I can't, I can't not laugh at like, you know, like what, what, what are the rules here? You know what I mean? Like nobody's yeah. ever told you what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm excited about that. You know what I mean? Cause it's just like, that was, that's it. I have those, I, I could run with that. I've done it twice. And you know, when comedy is the thing next year and you're able to become a polished comedian again, I can't wait to see where I can bring that bit. Yeah. You know, it, it was, I, it was probably one of my favorite parts of the set and your whole set was pretty flawless in terms of, it was just laugh after laugh after laugh. But I thought it was also a really nice example of walking the walk or, or saying, you know, I'm taking things that are even sensitive to me and I'm making, yeah. I'm finding the funny out of it. It's uh, it's out of a place of love, obviously. Like yeah. nobody's like, oh, that guy doesn't give a shit about his dog. They're like, oh, there are some awkward parts that nobody really talks about, and you found them and you made them hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's really good. Well, thank you, man. Thank you. That's yeah. good to know that you liked that one. So that that was the newest thing yeah. I had, my newest idea. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. And so I'll turn off the compliment shower. We'll talk a little bit more oh, about- please don't. Oh, sorry. All right. I'm Cranking it back up. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about podcasting too, because you had mentioned that a couple of times of a, a, a nice outlet, a creative outlet for being able to not go insane in quarantine, one, and then also being an actor, doing stand-up. It's a nice kind of steady thing that you can keep doing and keep plucking comedy fruits from so how did you start getting into podcasting and how far has it led you i know you've you started with guys yeah. night out i think and then yeah, now I, it's... I had um i started a podcast maybe like you know three four years ago when i was you know i wanted something to do you know more i mean com comedians have so much time on their hands so and i didn't really know how to start one or 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 do all the, the behind the scenes stuff that i do now so i knew a buddy chris lev who yeah he knew how to like do all that stuff. So, and he was already doing like somewhat a, another podcast and he was well-spoken and I was just like, Hey, you want to do a podcast with me? And, um, you know, we'll, we'll make it like a dating one, like about like, you know, we'll, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see where it goes. And we did that and we ran it for like three years and, and it grew a little bit, you know? Um, and, and you try to, you know, stay, um, and who knows if I would have kept going with it, you know, who, who knows where it would go, but like, I felt like after three and a half years, I grew out of it because it was like, it became a thing where we're reading stories, people would write in these stories. And then it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm reading a 21 year old story about him hooking up with a chick in college and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm going to be 36. What am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, what, like, I'm just like a platform for these fucking college kids to read their fucking stories about how they like, got a blow job and some whatever like repulsive shit like yeah i mean there were there were there was a time when i thought it could have been like a male's call her daddy kind of thing but like it just didn't go that way and i felt like it was like you know it was it was plateaued like a little bit but i also was just like not having fun with it anymore so mm -hmm. i was just like and and i wanted something more to where i could do my own thing that i could that I that I could build that would be like if people watch this and then they go see my stand up, it's very similar. That they're like, oh well, this is I'm a fan of this podcast, and then I go see him stand up, and it's like it's like I'm watching his his stand up is his his show. Like he's he's I'm riffing now because I'm doing my podcast by myself. So now I'm just like gonna t I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a topic and then I'm gonna riff about it and make some shit up about it and make it funny and 
And I feel like that the way I speak on my podcast is a little bit how I kind of do my stand up a little bit. So mm-hmm. it goes hand in hand. And I had started the other podcast and I was doing different way. I was doing it a different way, a couple different ways. I was trying to find its way. And this was like in October last year. Yeah. Then I stopped. And then I went to interview base where I wasn't doing video, where I was interviewing comedians. And then when quarantine happened, I was like, well, I just got, I got to do something. And I just started doing it from my room. And I, and then I started building it. And then I was just like, you know, 24 episodes later, I feel like it's built way more momentum than I did in three and a half years with the other podcasts. Like I just, I feel good. I feel good about it. Like it feels natural and, and I'm having fun with it and I'm excited. So that's what, that's what I, I like about this one. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's another thing. It's really cool too. I, when I was looking at some of the podcasts, I saw guys night out and then I saw the last episode. That's like, uh, we've got some news. We're just done. <laughs> because there was no way to do an episode like it, it, what's the ironic thing is like we did that before covid happened so it was just like yeah. let's just and then covid happened like the next week or two so it was like it, it was gonna end anyways you know right right, right. So, yeah and and the takeover i gotta say yeah. is it's awesome we're the, oh really thank the, you man. the shower's still on i mean who else could talk about fucking tinfoil and not knowing how to fold socks and yeah, I mean, ev- like, everything it's just else shit, dude. It's just like, I mean, that's what I'm doing in my life. Like, I don't know. It's so I, good. I find, it, I find it interesting too. It's just like, dude, you guys not do this too. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I was, like, I, I showed that part to my wife. Cause I was like, you have to listen to this. Cause I also, I wasn't very good at folding socks and I didn't really know there was a way. So I just throw them in my sock drawer. Yeah. And then my wife was like, no, let me show you fold. And then she just scrunched them up into a ball together. When, when was anyone supposed to learn this? Like your mom, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My Whenever, whenever I fuck up, it's something in the house. I see in terms you, of you got curtains too. Like you got to like, you want to feel nice. Like you want to have a nice place. You know it, what I mean? There's a lot of things. Exactly. Makes you feel good when you walk in your room. People don't. People forget about this stuff. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah. why do you? Ha- why are you in such a good mood? And they don't even know. They're like, I don't know. I'm just a happy person. No, it's not. It's because you're all like, you have your shit together at your house. I'll bet you your bed's made. You know, meet someone with a, in a good mood. They have their bed. Their bed's made. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Someone in a bad mood. I'll bet you like they have other shit going on. But I'll bet you they didn't make their bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the, yeah, and then that accumulates. It's the you're you're absolutely right because I feel like you make your bed. That's one thing that you've won that battle for yeah. the day. You've done yeah. that thing. You have a nice space. I mean, I didn't even know the words feng shui until I was 30 years old. But now, yeah, I, I mean, make I sure. Still don't know. I'm not. I'm not even going to attempt to say that. So <laughs> like I'm not, I know. But now so. I feel that there's an energy in a room. And I'm going to sound like a crazy person, but I feel like there's, there's an energy that helps you become more positive or more constructive, or it might mess with you. If you have a a heap of dirty laundry, just everywhere. I mean, little things like that do like, if I'm even out and about and I'm like, well, I still have to do that. I still have to do that. And it could be mundane stuff that doesn't matter, but it's still on my mind. Like, like I, I, maybe this might be a little, this might be a little weird, but I'll be like, I'll definitely be two days away from laundry and note that to myself in my head throughout a day and be like, Oh, in two days, I'm going to have to do laundry. Like I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell myself that. So I don't know if I only do that or if other people do that, but I think like, I don't know if that's like crazy. Like some people might be like, why do you even care about that stuff? Think about it later. Like, aren't you worried about like work and stuff like that? I'm like, I don't know. That's just how I think. I don't know. That's my brain. This is a very strange thing to say, 
but I feel like you would be a very good husband where yeah that's the goal man i'm just trying to get to the family status man my whole goal is to be a family man but i can't do that until i get all this other stuff going first because i'm not i'm not having that when i got two other guys living in this place with me you know what i mean i got to get financially secure first and you know whoever she is She'll be ready, you know. She's gonna I'm be ready. lucky. She's gonna wake up to a made bed. Well, she'll have to get yeah. out of it first, but yes, yes. Yeah. Maybe oh. she'll make it. Maybe I don't know. There you go. There you go. You guys can go back and forth. But I feel like you have a lot of the things for I think it's just being responsible. And I think that might be not very normal nowadays, where a lot yeah, of people maybe. I don't know, they just don't think about those things or with this age of convenience, just you don't yeah, worry. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing if you don't do those things. But like, I mean, like there are some people who I've I've noticed there's a correlation to very very intelligent people don't uh, bother with a lot of things. Those small things. There is that too. I mean, there are people who are, are very intelligent that are very organized as well. But I I've noticed like um, you know I have a, a very a, a friend of mine who's uh, he was a an, an engineer for Boeing. So very, very intelligent guy. Not He doesn't make his bed. Clothes are all over the place, has dusty counters. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird. You know what I mean? Very responsible guy. Very, you know, conservative and and, and uh, like a good kid, straight edge. You know what I mean? But like that part of his life is a mess. Yeah. And it's so fascinating. You're like, why is that a mess? But you're, the the real world stuff that matters is not a mess. See, I'm yeah. I'm here organizing clean, but like my real life world shit is a mess. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, financial decisions going back to '99. I mean, just like a fucking idiot. <laughs> but I got a fucking nice made bed. <laughs> I've got curtains. I've yeah, got folded I got, socks. <laughs> I got curtains. So I feel like it, what you're saying too, it lines up with what I see in Queer Eye. If you've ever seen Queer Eye on Netflix. I think I've seen part of it, yeah. Those are like, there's nothing magical that they say. They're like, get a haircut and trim your beard and make your bed and clean your room. And then the person five days later is like, I feel so changed. So I think there's a, if if your friend that was super successful on the outside of life made their bed and everything, I think they would almost be be a complete person. They would be too perfect. Yeah, too perfect. They might take over the world. They might, yeah, next president of the United States. Yeah. So, yeah, let's prevent it. I don't know if you want him to get that far. but I mean, I, well, again, I don't know much about politics, but I feel like he can't do any worse. So, <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Is there anything – this was a fascinating talk. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about, Michael, before we get into the self-help portion? Um. No, there was been really nothing on my mind these days. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, how, how are you? Are you okay, man? You know, I guess that's what <laughs> I'm, is everything okay with you. I'm good. Yeah, I'm then, good. Then I think we're fine. I think we're fine. You know. Yeah, my bed is made. It's. Um, I've just fallen into routine, man. I feel like routine has been. My I think savior. it's very. I think for everyone during quarantine and COVID, is if you can find a, a routine that that kind of helps you through this. Yeah. Like even when, uh, like you know, I went back to Florida. That's where my family is for a little bit, and I was there for two weeks. But you know, even though I'm doing nothing here and there, I feel way more organized 
doing nothing here like because there's some sort of routine it's just healthier for my brain right right yeah that's and i guess having my wife has been a huge thing because i have somebody in the house with me but having the routine because i haven't seen my family in six months or so but having the routine and and talking with them i still talk with them on the phone it's almost it's almost better to be honest with you in some cases where I had a birthday party. This sounds so depressing. I'm such an antisocial person, but I had my birthday party and I had a, a zoom party and it was timed from, it was like an hour. People came yeah. in, they said, Hey, then they left. It was beautiful. I didn't have to yeah, clean the, up. The, the, those zoom parties are actually more fun than you would imagine, you know, going into it. You're like, I don't know. And then like an hour later, like that was actually fun. Huh? We had a good time. Yeah, yeah. I got my little backgrounds up. I mean, it was yeah. it was pretty cool. So yeah. it was nice. You don't have to clean up dishes. You don't have to make no. a, a huge souffle or a roast. Yeah. You're good. I mean, yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, but anyway, thank you for it. You're the only guest I think out of my 170 episodes that's asked how I am. So, well, I mean, that's that's me improving as a person. I guess I, I, I I'll, I'll spin it back on to me. Thank there you. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep the nozzle directed towards you yeah great person all right well michael this was awesome you're a very successful very hilarious comedian i enjoyed speaking with you i'm sure the audience especially our funeral members are going to crack up at this so that's unbelievable um, yeah Yeah. it's awesome all right let's go ahead and get into the self-help portion of the podcast we're gonna start out with a quote but before i provide the quote that i have i usually like to ask my guests if they have any inspirational quotes that help get them through their days yeah yeah i mean there's there's definitely some that i could think of that right now i'm bombing i can't right now on the top of my uh, from the top of my head no pressure you're the only guest that's that's struggled so far but really okay well then i'll just throw out you know (laughs) um you know (laughs) you know pain pain is a weakness leaving the body you know i don't want to use <laughs> that one that one sucks you know was that because, batman who was that oh you know, that's mean, that's like the marines thing from back in the day like pain is a weakness leaving the body and it's just like push harder like work out i don't like that one either there are there are some there are some that like dude i i have some that i could just pull up in two seconds that i just know that i have saved somewhere that i'm like oh well there's this one that you would be like, whoa, that you, I made up myself. Like, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to edit this part out. So we'll cut out all the struggling to find it. And then you'll have one and it'll pop up. Well, I mean, some 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 great quotes are like from like, if, if I did have a favorite quote, it would be from like some favorite like athlete or something like maybe okay. something, something Michael Jordan said or something that maybe like, um, you know, Vince Lombardi said something like a, a coach that has right. a good one, which there are if you if you just Google because I used to like Google these things and, and, and look at them and be like, hey, some like great quotes from winners and stuff like that. And it's just like so there's ones like that, like, uh, you know, sacrifice is not, you know sacrifices you know whatever <laughs> fucking bullshit they just google it if, you, if you're how about this if you're fucking looking for me for some fucking quote your your life's fucked anyway so just that's your fault so don't fucking look at me for some quote okay I, i'm just trying to lay in bed and fucking talk about life and my feelings with another woman that's my quote that's that's <laughs> 
That's fucking intimacy to me. To me, intimacy is laying in bed naked with another woman talking about my life goals. And that's what I want. That's intimacy. There's my quote. You know what I mean? But if you need me for a quote, you got a lot more problems you got to deal with. How about that? I like that. That's beautiful. I'm starting to understand why people tattoo quotes onto themselves because otherwise they'd be like, fuck, I forgot my quote. What? uh, I can't think of it. And then they're like, oh, yeah. Say la vie. Also, bad idea if you're getting a tattoo of a quote on your arm. <laughs> Just like maybe don't get a tattoo. You're, are you anti-tattoo? I'm not anti-tattoo, but if it's a quote, it's just like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, I guess I should not show my arms then. because uh, You have a quote tattoo? I've got seven. Seven quotes? <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't, I don't have a single tattoo on my, oh, on my body. I would just be like a quote. I mean, like, unless the quote is so meaningful, but like, how is any quote so meaningful unless it was like from your dying grandmother and like, then you use that and then turned it into like the, the fucking, the saying of the, the motto of your company that went to a fortune 500 or some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. If that so, makes sense. Yeah. Whatever. Pain is weakness leaving the body right here. Pain is oh, a weakness <laughs> leaving the body. I Do you have any tattoos by the way? It, no. No. Yeah. Me neither. I feel like. Not- no, I, not yet. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I don't know if I've really thought about it. Me neither. I just don't care enough about it to be yeah. able to do it. And I don't know. I feel like my body fluctuates. Not a lot. Like I don't get obese and then skinny, but I feel like sometimes I get a little puffy and then I'll get skinny again. So yeah. I don't know if that'll be good for a tattoo. Yeah, if it's, just don't get it on your stomach, I guess. I mean, I think it's fine if it's maybe on your arm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. I mean, whatever. I mean, I, how old are you? Thirty-two. Yeah, you, you made the decision that you're probably not really going to get some. So that's good. What? <laughs> Unless something tragic happens, I guess you know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right. Well, thank you for the quotes, Michael. I appreciate. Yeah, no it. problem. I mean, I'm the quote guy. That's what they say. <laughs> the quote guru over here. This yeah. is beautiful. All right. Well. I've, it makes me feel less bad about providing my quote, which is not by a person. It's not by a coach. It's by a robot. It's called Inspirobot. And so what it does is it uses AI to take some of the wisest words known to man and then just mash them together for a really juicy, inspirational quote. Well, let's hear it. Let's see how good it could be. All right. It's, uh, <clears throat> this week, Inspirobot says, seek success, but prepare for vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. I understand it. It kind of does make sense if you think about it. It's like, you know, there's a lot of success from, let's say, acting. You could be a very successful actor, but the vegetables that InspireBot is mentioning are the waiting, the multiple takes, the wondering if you're going to get the part. That's like a lot of yeah. real life yeah, 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 yeah. broccoli. I, 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 was it say it again? The first part is what? Seek success. Yeah, I th- seek success. Like, you know, when you are seeking success, just know that they're going to be vegetables. They're going to be a lot of things you don't like along the way. That's what it's saying. That's yeah. what it's saying. Yeah. That's what it is. Not everybody likes vegetables. Now, it doesn't mean that some of the vegetables you come across on the way to success that you're going to hate and you might actually enjoy them. Yes, that's true, but you didn't expect them to be there. If you go to a, a fucking ice cream shop to get ice cream and there's carrots there, you didn't expect that. <laughs> But you might like carrots. You might like carrots. So it just took a literal twist here. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, just, just be prepared, be prepared for everything. And you know, if you can boil water and cook up those vegetables, success will taste a little bit better. Mm. Welcome Mm. to the show. 
This is uh, right on brand. I love this. All right. I feel like we nailed that quote. Now we're inspired. So yeah, I think it's time to I get into so. it's time to get into the questions. We've got our first one. It's uh, from Reddit found by our fan Sydney. Thank you, Sydney. <clears throat> this person says, I can't stop picking my belly button. I don't know what to do, but I feel awful when you don't do it. And the urge is there. When I do it, it feels fantastic. And I don't know why. Is there any way that I can stop doing this? Sincerely, Naval Officer. Yeah, I mean, there definitely is probably some ways to stop this. Therapy, <laughs> um, therapy, med, 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 anxiety medication probably would help. But now, what, what if you what, plug it? Can you just are we hold? Are we picking it like all day, or is it just like once in a while? Then who cares? It's not that big of a deal. Like, what are we? How how long are we talking about? Like, is this like uh? There we go. That was it for the day. That was it. I picked it and that's it. That's once a day. Live your life and do that. That's fine. But if this is like something you're you're doing throughout the day nonstop, you got you got issues. You got fucking issues. I'm afraid that it's the latter because this person says I can't stop. So I'm just imagining their finger permanently like this just belly button deep going in there and just what's going on like i mean just yeah you got you gotta you, you know what you gotta do is you gotta start looking up these quotes and, and and think about what they mean and take your mind off of your belly button oh yeah you could do that if you go to the ice cream shop find some carrots maybe a carrot a vegetable could be the the yeah resolution you could put some vegetables in there and if your finger doesn't like to touch vegetables then it's going to start yeah. to to not or, go yeah. there just yeah or or clean your belly button. Or clean, wait, clean your belly button? Just make sure it's clean so there's nothing to pick. Like, what are you picking? Oh, yeah. Maybe it's like a nervous tick. I was thinking my brother, he would he would suck his thumb so my parents smothered it with gorgonzola cheese being the Italians that they are. And so then he stopped because the smell was bad. So maybe that's, if you... That's a thing too. But I mean, how long was he sucking it till? I mean, 10? Like 24 yeah it wasn't even that old it was six maybe seven yeah that that's a people would do hot sauce sometimes your your family's nice oh yeah that's true yeah. some families would do hot sauce if i if my son was doing fucking put his thumb in my shit and i'd be like yes yeah, <laughs> I mean, but you fucking that would stop him real quick <laughs> that might or it could turn into something real weird so yeah either well, way it's a gamble but high risk high reward sure so yeah but anyway, yeah, so stick your finger, stick shit stick, in your belly button. Just don't do any, just stick, go see a therapist. It's a therapy. You need a therapist. I mean, it's fine if you just do it once a day. I just think if you're doing it all the time, it's just like, what, like, do you not have things to do? Like, make your bed. Make your bed. Get some curtains. I'll bet, I'll bet you they don't make their bed. Scrunch your socks. They don't make their bed. Yeah. Make your bed. And, um, yeah, maybe just make it like, you know, smoking or another addiction that there might be. I think you kind of with smoking, maybe you could get a patch or something, or you could find a fix towards it. So maybe like get close to the belly button. I mean, it, it could be like biting your nails, you know what I mean? People bite their nails. I still bite my nails sometimes, but you know, I, I'm not doing it all the time. It just sometimes happens. So maybe it's not, it's not harmful at all and it's fine. And, you know, just you know, keep living your life and, and, and go after your dreams. Yeah. And don't, but don't tell anyone about this belly button thing. Yeah. Let's keep that a secret. Definitely yeah. don't put it on Reddit. So 
definitely hide a shameful, shameful yeah. habit. All right, good. Now we've got our second question from Reddit. This is from our fan, Emmy. Thank you, Emmy. LMAO, I sent a sexy pic to a guy I used to hook up with, and he said, that's super hot, but it's almost my bedtime. How do I respond? I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. Good night. I mean, what, you're st- are you waiting for us to tell you what to respond? I mean, it's already too late. It's been way too long. But I mean, you know what I mean? If, we're, if, we're wait- if you're waiting for us to tell you what to say, that this conversation's already over. But I mean, yeah, that's weird that he added, but I, it's super late. I'm going to bed. Like You guys, I, I need to know what the history is because it sounds like his response is, it's sexy, but I'm going to bed. Like you guys play a, around on the phone a lot. Like that sounds like there's some pre pre existing stuff that you used to do. Like that usually you send a sexy, sexy pic and then he does. And then you guys like you, you like hook up with each other over text. It's that's what, it, that's what I'm picking up from this. Yeah. So he's I've... saying he's too tired and doesn't want to hook up with you. Now, if you're just sending a sexy pic to be like, Hey, how are you? This is I'm sexy. And he's like, yeah, you're pretty. You're hot. You could just be thanks why not you respond like well we should see each other soon question mark that would be normal but based off his response i feel like there's something you're not telling us and you know i don't you know i'm not attacking you but it just doesn't add up that he would respond that for no reason unless he had a reason yeah you know i I consider myself a good detective so i agree with that i mean there might be a rare chance that he's still living with his mom and so he does have an actual bedtime but besides that i feel like there is a reason that he's just not into it or he didn't like what he saw or something happened that just caused him to say hey look i'm gonna passively aggressively say i do not want to continue engaging in this sexual communication yeah, I mean, there's there's something there where it was like there's a previous relationship there, and he was uh, assuming that there, this was going to be keeping him up all night. Like you were going to send a bunch, so maybe that that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think you should give up. Yeah, I don't think I think maybe he was just tired. Yeah, or maybe maybe he saw if you took the picture in your room and it showed your bed and it wasn't made. Maybe maybe yeah. you got to make that bed. Maybe maybe that's... he maybe he's not happy about that. Yeah. He could yeah. not, he might, he might be looking for a wife. Yeah. Yeah. He's looking for wifey material. So he's really yeah. looking more towards the bed than you and seeing yeah. that's an untidy bed. That's an untidy person. I want someone who's organized, who has their life together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, but don't take it personal. Or do. I mean, take it personally and learn from it. Be well, Sure. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not here to hurt your feelings. I, I mean, you obviously asked the question to, for some advice and I don't know you personally, but you know, you put yourself out there. Don't expect to always get what you want. You know, that's a, is that a Michael Linochi quote? That is a quote. You know what I mean? Like just, you can't expect everything to go the way you want. You know what I mean? If you're going to put yourself out there, that's what makes art crazy is you have to be vulnerable and you have to be able to take the blows. And, you know, I don't know what you were doing is called art, but in some, you know, (laughs) In some places, maybe it is. You know, maybe in Greece, they're like, that's his art. You know, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> that was a beautiful Greek accent, too. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just went with an accent. So it doesn't really matter because it's my game, right? So it doesn't matter. So. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. It is. I think it is some sort of salacious or lecherous art, I would say. Yeah. Some dark art. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Well, I think we nailed it. Those questions are answered, resolved, and those are the last ones. So we've reached the end of the podcast. So, well, 
Michael. And people thought we couldn't do it, and I knew we would make it to the end. We would, yeah. I There was some trouble there with the quotes, but we ended up making it. We were good. I, I think they were great. I think we leave it all in there. We did. We, yeah, you know what? The, those were just vegetables. You guys yeah. get through that, and then you yeah, get the yeah, meaty yeah. part of the podcast. Yeah, leave it in there. It's fine. It's, it's done. All right. Michael, thank you so much for joining. Where yeah, can people you. find you? What have you got going on? This is your time to just plug, plug, plug. Well, guys, you could find me at Michael Inochi on, on all social media platforms. And then, you know, if you're really a fan from there, you'll pretty much find everything else. I don't really have to, you know, beg you right now. So if, if you if you like, go check out my podcast called The Takeover. And that's basically everything I got going on for me right now. And that, that's all I have. That's all that's all I got. So help. Help I me. I love how it started off as here's some of my stuff. If you really like me, you can fucking get yeah. it yourself. And then at yeah. the end, it was like, help me. Please yeah. help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was so good. Just, yeah. You know, uh, tell me hi. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what is life, guys? There you go. All right. Well, thank you very much, Michael. Thank you for everybody yeah. that's listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs>